Welcome to the weekly podcast of Upper Room Christian Fellowship in Lincoln, Nebraska. Thank you for listening. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for this morning. We just pray your blessing be upon it as we get into your word. And Lord, we just pray that we would make a memorial unto you for our family. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. It's a new year. A new year is always can be exciting, and a lot of people are always like, oh, I'm glad that year's over, and I hope this year's better. I don't know if it's going to be better. That's, you know, again, that's something that is a God thing. We don't know what the future holds, but we know who holds the future in his hand. And for that, again, it's it's something for us to understand that as we see the world and its troubles, as we look at our own lives and just uh, the daunting possibilities, but also the hope and the excitement that we do have, especially ours that are in Christ, it's important. It's important as we come again to an end of another year to stop for a moment and to think. And if you will, that's what happened to the children of Israel right before they crossed over into the promised land. Remember, they were disobedient. They were disobedient, and because of that disobedience, they let their fear override their faith. They were stuck wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. Now, during that time of 40 years, they showed God showed his, still his faithfulness to them, by providing for them. Now, what happened was that after 40 years, those that were 20 years and above have all died off. Now the only ones that remain were those that were under 20 years old and their children and their grandchildren. Now, again, what's interesting is then they come close to the Jordan, but not close enough. And then Joshua sends out two spies, and those spies come back with a great report. But those spies... Joshua learned, only came to him to let him know the information. And then the Lord commanded them to get closer to the Jordan now. So Joshua had the whole camp get to the banks of the Jordan. Now remember something, behind them was their failure. And before them was the promise. And you think, all right, these guys got it going for them. But understand something about God and his wisdom. It's that to test them, he sent them to the Jordan, which typically is only about 100 feet wide. But see, this was during the time of the harvest, of the flooding of the Jordan. And it can get up to a mile. Now think with me, with these children of Israel, they're thinking, okay, we're not going back, that's for sure. We're going forward. There's no way we're going to go back that way. We know that's a dead end. But what must have been happening in their thoughts is, what is going to happen? Now the, the crazy thing is, is the command was, is that the when you see the priests, take the Ark of the Covenant, when you see them rise and take the Ark through the camp and towards the river, stand up, get ready. Stay back, if you will, and watch, and then follow. And you have to think about these priests as they're carrying the Ark of the Covenant, which is the 
if you will, the agreements they have with God, but it also represents the presence of God and the promises of God. And to them, this is, this is a, the most holy thing they have. And these priests have to step into this water and they have to be thinking, but what's going to happen? We got the ark. So you know they're lifting it up like this, but they're commanded to step into the water. Now here's the amazing thing. Once they step into the water, the water backs up. Now you think, okay, well that happened at the Red Sea, so what's the great miracle here? Well, the Red Sea was, again, remember Moses stuck the staff in there and the waters parted, but the wind blew all night to dry the ground. Not this time. Instantaneously it was dry. And then the priests were to step into the river on the bed and stand there. And then the children of Israel, if you will, would then follow. Now, if you have your Bibles, we're going to look at just a a few verses in chapter 3 of Joshua, and then a few verses in chapter 4. And the good, the, the blessedness of two things is I know you're tired, but we're not going to be long here. But I want you to consider these things. Look at verse 9 of chapter 3. So Joshua said to the children of Israel, Come here and hear the words of the Lord your God. Joshua said, By this you shall know that the living God is among you, that he will without fail drive out from before you the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hivites, the Termites, the Amorites. Verse 11, Behold, the ark of the covenants of the Lord of all the earth is crossing over before you into the Jordan. Notice three things. that You will know when this, this is happening, three things. The three things is the living God is among you, that he will fight your battles, and three, that the Lord of presence and promise crosses before you. Which makes us think, what barriers do we have coming our way this year? We might talk about that next week, as the Lord wills. But now what I want you to pay attention to is look at chapter 4. No, actually, excuse me, let's look at verse 15. I kind of jumped ahead of myself there. And to those who bore the ark came to the Jordan, and the feet of the priests who bore the ark dipped the edge of the water, for the Jordan overflows at the banks during the whole time of harvest. But the waters which came down from upstream stood still and rose in a heap very far away at Adam, the city that is beside Zaratan. So the waters went down into the sea of Erebah. The salt sea failed and were cut off, and the people crossed over opposite Jericho. Then the priests who bore the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan. And all Israel crossed over on dry ground until all the people had crossed over completely over the Jordan. Now look at verse 1. And it came to pass, when all the people had completely crossed over the Jordan, that the Lord spoke to Joshua, saying, Take for yourselves twelve men from the people, one man from every tribe, and command them, saying, Take for yourselves twelve stones from here, out of the midst of the Jordan, 
from the place where the priest's feet stood firm. You shall carry them over your shoulder and leave the lodging place where you lodge tonight. Then Joshua called the twelve men whom he had appointed from the children of Israel, one man from every tribe, and Joshua said to them, Cross over before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of the Jordan. Each one of you take up a stone and put it on his shoulder according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel, that this may be a sign among you. When your children ask in time to come, saying, What do these stones mean to you? Then you shall answer them. The waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it crossed over the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. And these stones shall be for a memorial to the children of Israel forever. Now, what is a memorial? It's a place of remembrance. Remember this. But who are they to share it with? Well, first of all, they're children. Tell the children. Tell your children what these stones mean. You're going to pull out these stones. You're going to put them on the other side. And when the children of Israel say, what are those stones for? Well, this is when God did this. That when the priest, the Ark of the Covenant, went into the water and we walked across on dry ground. Share it with your children. What God has done. And to remember, too, is beyond that Jordan what God did. He provided. But not only that, He did it again. Freeing them from the slavery of Egypt. This is the God that is with us. And it reminds us, what do we tell our children? Do we tell them the good things that God has done? Do we let them in on how God has answered prayer? Do we tell them how faithful God has been to us? Psalm 78 says this, We will not hide them from their children, telling to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and His strength and His wonderful works that He has done. For He has established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel which He commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children, that the generation to come might know them, the children who would be born, that they may arise and declare them to their children, that they may set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep His commandments, and may not be like their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that did not set their heart aright, whose spirit was not faithful to God. If you're not telling your children the works and wonders of God, then who is? If you're not sharing what God has done faithfully in your life, then how are your children going to know? How are others going to know? We'll talk about that in a minute. But the first thing is that this is a remembrance for you to tell what God has done for you. The second thing is, is we notice that though we fail, God doesn't fail us. God is faithful. Now, there's a lot of scripture showing about God's faithfulness. Isaiah says this, O Lord, you are my God, I will exalt you, I will praise your name, for you have done wonderful things. Your counsels of old are faithfulness and true. Paul says, God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Again, Paul says in Thessalonians, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. 
And may your whole heart, spirit, soul, and body be, be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful, who also will do it. But the Lord is faithful, who will establish and guard you from the evil one. And lamentations, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. Through the Lord's mercies, they are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Have you come to that conclusion? See, if you don't come to this conclusion, how do you expect your children to? Your grandchildren. As we face the battles ahead, number three, this is what we do. We look. We look at these stones. Just imagine. Imagine the people of Israel. They cross the Jordan. They're taking these big old stones. They go to Gilgal, which is eight miles away. They plop them down. And Joshua makes a monument. He says, that is a reminder of what? God's faithfulness. As you're going forward, remember what God has done. And it gets hard. Remember what God has done. When you think you're going to lose, remember what God has done. When it seems overmatched, remember what God has done. That God is faithful, even when we're not. He's the one that always shows himself strong on our behalf. Because it's who God is. And just like the song we were singing. He loves you because it's it's who God is. His love for us is unfathomable. He's always good to us. We don't always get what we want, but we always get what we need. And God is always at work changing and chiseling and making new. Each one of us. As we see these battles coming before us, to constantly remind ourselves of these things. To look into Scripture. To hold on to truths that shake us, that hold us, that strengthen us. That God is our refuge. That God is our strength. A very present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear, even though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling. Selah. There is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High, God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her. Just as the break of dawn, the nations raged, the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice, the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. Come, behold the works of the Lord, who has made desolations in the earth. He makes wars to cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow. He cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariots in fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. See, the truth of the word is something that we have to continually, if you will, remind ourselves. Because we're forgetful people. That's why it's one of the important reasons as you make a New Year's resolution to be in God's Word. Because again, to hear the three 
affirming that God is with you, that no matter what battles or struggles you're going through, is that you have the assurance that God is in the midst, that the battle belongs to the Lord. And it's His presence and His promises that we hold dear to. That God said these things. And in our prayer life, we should be utilizing again the Word of God and His promises for us. Lord, You know that the struggle that we're having financially, You know where we are in this. But Lord, Your Word says that You will supply all our needs. We trust You in this. And we believe it. And we ask these things in our Savior's name, Jesus' name. So it's being able to incorporate what God has spoken, the promises of His, but also the assurance that God is with us because He said so. He does not lie. So as we come to this again, what is our remembrance? What's the stones that happened this past year? As we face the forward of this new year, what this past year has God done? See, we so easily forget what God has done because we're so inclined to remember the bad stuff, aren't we? I can't tell you how many times I hear people say every new year, it's like, oh, I'm so glad 2023 is over with. This year's got to be better. No, not necessarily. There's only one thing that says this. There's only one that is faithful. There's only one that's sure. And again, as we come to this year, think back. What has God done in your life? Because if you will, drop down to verse 20, chapter 4. And notice, Joshua speaking says, And those twelve stones which they took out of the Jordan, Joshua set up in Gilgal. Then he spoke to the children of Israel, saying, When your children ask their fathers in time to come, saying, What are these stones? Then you shall let your children know, saying, Israel crossed over the Jordan on dry land. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan before you until you had crossed over as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up before us until we had crossed over, that all the peoples of the earth may know the hand of the Lord that is mighty, that you may fear the Lord your God forever. See, the things that we need to do is take time to remember what God has done. And when we do that, it builds up our faith, but it also gives us, if you will, ammo to share with others the goodness and greatness of our God and how faithful He is. And so that when we face this new year, we too again remind ourselves to look forward into what God has for us this year, not necessarily what we're desiring. So to remember is also to share with others, to share with a brother, a sister, a mother, a father, to share with friends, to share with somebody that you'll meet this coming year, maybe today, and maybe it's something you've already gone through. These are the times that is very important to remember these things because we can attest to the faithfulness of what God has done in our lives. So, as it's about time to stop, I ask one thing of you, and I was going to make this even longer in the sense of for you to participate, and maybe I still will, but think with me. What has God done this year, this past year? What is His faithfulness to you? And there is no way how do you make that? 
when it seemed like you were at the end of your rope? How did he lift you? Share with somebody, whatever it is. Again, our God is our God is great. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for this morning. We thank you for the truth of your word. We pray that each of us would be reminded of your faithfulness to us. Lord, as we look at this past year and just the things that you have done in and through us, Lord, we are thankful. And there's nothing too small. There's nothing too great. Again, it's a testimony to your providence, your sovereignty, and your love for us. For that we rejoice and we're thankful. But Lord, we pray that as we come to this new year, that you'd give us really the ability to remember that your spirit would remind and that your word, Lord, that is true, would be our shield and our armor, our sword. As we go into this next year, into the battles we may face, the assurance that we have that you are with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. We ask all these things in Jesus' name.